by that theory, then erase every single ex from your life and never speak to them again. That's the rule. That's my move. Okay, <laughs> sure. No fucking problem. Some people should. Some people need to. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke. Congratulations. Thank you so much. The light at the end of the tunnel has been reached. We are done with law school. Woohoo! Yeah, it is a bizarrely, you know, as as anybody else who has reached a milestone in this past year and a half knows, it is a strange experience in that you're excited, but it's also anticlimactic and weird. And so luckily, my friends are amazing and we sort of made it special in our own way and did a big sort of graduation party or like law school. Technically, graduation hasn't happened, even though it's a Zoom. But um, <laughs> uh, we did a graduation party at the beach and it was so fun. It looked really fun. I appreciated all the pictures, particularly the one with the pinata on your head. Yes. Um, my friends know how much – this is a funny story from my childhood. I cannot remember how it came up recently in the friend in a friend hang, but – we were talking about sucking our thumbs as a kid and I sucked my thumb for like an inappropriately long amount of time. <laughs> and my mom one day just sat me down and she said, what's it going to take for you to stop sucking your thumb? And I said, I want a pinata party. Oh. And my mom was like, done. And they got like three different pinatas and had a bunch of my friends over and we had a pinata party and I never sucked my thumb again. That's amazing. Do you think your mom was using Batna? Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> like she had other, like, I wonder if she had thought, like, I, I highly doubt the pinata party was on her radar of things that you might say. Totally. She's probably like, okay, it's going to be like a horse, a, eh? <laughs> like, it's going to be great. Like a trip to Disneyland. Like, nope, just some pinatas from the store. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if she'd already like played out like, okay, if she says this, I'm going to counter yeah. with this more normal thing. Totally. And it's like, I so lowballed her. She like, really oh, did. Done. <laughs> that's when you know. When someone agrees immediately, that's when you know you've gone out too low. Totally. Totally. But yeah, so my friends remembered that and they got pinatas, which was so cute. And hilariously, they forgot a bandana. So we used someone's shirt and they forgot a rope to suspend it. And so we used somebody's jumper cables. <laughs> so, Great. Partially well planned, partially not. Good ingenuity on y'all's part. Totally. But yeah, so I feel very um, relaxed and I am trying to enjoy my downtime. I'm doing puzzles. I'm finally accepting dates. Um, the DMs are open. Um. <laughs> well, I was going to say we have this like pent up demand now, right? Of all the people you've been pushing off. Yeah. And this is something I want to talk about. How do you balance, because something that you've brought up recently is the algorithm's reward for active participation on the app. Yeah. And how do you balance creating that effect by swiping, but then not creating a log jam of people trying to schedule dates? Like, I don't have infinite time for dating, but I'm also trying to swipe and make new connections. And like, it's it's very, I can't figure it out. Yeah, actually a lot of people have asked that in response to my dating app challenge, you know, okay, but now I have all these people who want to go out. And I think that you can kind of meter your activity on a dating app where it maybe doesn't have to be 
like that intense every day Fair. and that you okay. don't end up with that like major backlog. I think that that's wise. Yeah. I think that's the way that you do it um, because otherwise you're right. Otherwise you're going to end up with dates six days a week. Uh, you can't. I, I can't do that personally. Just from an energy preservation standpoint, I know that I can't do that. Yeah, I'm with you. And I I also now because I have this side hustle and the podcast, I actually only besides the weekends, I only have Thursdays free. So it is an intense funnel of if I do go on a date. That's actually super tricky. Yes, very. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're, they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little, little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um, but Which brings me to something I've been hiding from you. <gasps> oh my god. I have a date this week. Let's go. Tell me all about him. <laughs> so you have seen his profile before because you helped me decide if we thought he was cute. Okay, great. So, is and that I, the one that I said was cute? Yes. yes. Amazing. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we've been through this exercise a couple times. <laughs> yes. So I'm sure the listeners will, re- will resonate with this, where somebody's pictures are just very different. And they either – maybe they don't – like, you can tell it's the same person. I don't think he's a catfish. Like, I can tell it's the same person. But they're very different. And in some pictures, he's very much – I'm into him. In other pictures, I wasn't as sure. Um, and so I – hopefully he never listens to this. <laughs> but I sent it to you to say literally I the, the words I say every single time I do this is, do we think he's cute? And confirmed. We did. And we did. Yeah. We I did. actually – I totally think that guy's cute. Yeah. So yeah, you know the, exactly the one because there's only been one that we've determined the answer is yes. <laughs> Exactly. The others, the others, I think my, I try to be nuanced in case you decide to swipe right, where I'm like, if it's the guy in photo one, definitely. If it's the guy in the photo four, little less sure. I appreciate that. I've gone with your recommendation on all of the, all of them so far. Um, so yeah, so it's that guy. Um, I shoot, do not have a nickname for him at time of recording. Maybe we'll develop post date. Perhaps we will. So we are going out on Wednesday, actually. I was able wow. to shift some things around. I know. Um, the, the two clients who I had intro calls with now know why I've rescheduled them. Well, you know what? We want we want our dating coach dating. I think that that's a good thing. I think that we do. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're going to a cute cocktail bar that I actually haven't been to since pre-pandemic that has this really, really cute back garden. It's more near me than it is near him. He like specifically said, he specifically threw out options 
and said, like, these are all more in your area, but, you know, if you – I know places near me too, that kind of thing. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. That is really nice. I like that a lot. I think that that is a good sign. I, I I don't know what it means exactly, but I like it as a sign. I like the consideration. Yeah. And I also was able to use – it's not quite a script, but it's like a, a thing that I do where he initially asked me if I have any favorite spots. I obviously do. Who does not? Obviously. I have no, of course I'm I do. <laughs> Allie, we are utterly unopinionated people. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I don't want to go to one of those spots. I want him to pick a spot. And so what I say when somebody says that to me is like, yeah, I have a lot of favorites, but I always love trying someplace new. Love that. And he actually ended up suggesting one of my favorites, which worked out great because I love that place. When you throw that out by saying, I'd love to try something new. If he suggests something that you are familiar with and do not like, do you feel like you can then counter that? Or do you feel like you have to sort of accept what he then brings to the table? I think you can absolutely counter it, but you need a suggestion. Okay. Then at that point you need a – okay. Yeah. Like if he had thrown out a bar that I absolutely hate, I don't think it would be very kind to just be like, no, not that place. A hundred percent. Try again. Yeah. So then I think I would have been obligated, not obligated, but I would recommend that the person then say, but how about insert other place? Exactly. Okay. I agree with that. I was just wondering sort of what the next text would be if that was the, um, if that is, if that had been what you received from him. Yes. Um, And so we've moved to text. I mistyped my phone number when I gave it to him. Did you send him to a super buff (laughs) personal trainer? (laughs) No. Luckily, I I didn't quite mistype it. I added more digits than Mm. I should have. So though I added the extra digit in the middle. Confusing. So So, So he was like, oh, shit, she lives in Denmark. This is an international code. (laughs) So luckily – because then I saw that I had another message from him and I was like, why is he messaging me? I gave him my phone number and I went in and he was like, so that number has an extra digit. I think your number is this. And it was not because he thought that I had just added an extra one on the end. Yeah. Um, but he's like, just want to confirm. And luckily he did because that was not my number. But the again, technology eludes me because I had actually mistyped my number in a different way, caught it and corrected it. Before ultimately sending him a, a different wrong number. Oh my god, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so, but but we're going out all as well. I, I'm very excited. I'm really happy about this. Um, somebody that I'm not going out with is Joe from Long Island. Yeah, okay, so let's give some backstory on Joe from Long Island because I think it's been a couple weeks since this man came up. It might have been actually since our first or second episode, honestly, yeah. since I've spoken about him. So Joe from Long Island is a guy that I have matched with on a dating app. It's The story is a little bit unclear for reasons that will become clear. So a couple months ago, I matched with this guy, Joe, from Long Island on Bumble. And he looked very familiar. I was pretty sure we had matched before. I sent him to you. I was like, I think I've matched with this guy before. I looked through my text messages. Let's remember that I don't delete threads. Right. And I typically also don't save numbers, but I searched for Joe. 
I found a guy with a Long Island area code named Joe that I had been texting with last year, but never met up with. I didn't know if it was him. I made a joke that that was related to the text message conversation that we'd been having the year prior, but he didn't confirm or deny whether he knew me. So it was still unclear whether he was the same Joe from Long Island, but again, we did not go out. As in he didn't react to the joke in a way that signified memory of your previous conversation. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and it was a, like, without getting into the details of the conversation, like, I thought he would have remembered. It was a pretty specific callback. It was. So, fast forward to last week, I matched with the same Joe from Long Island from this year, unclear whether it's the same Joe from Long Island from last year, on Hinge. And... We proceeded to have a very frustrating conversation where he, like, asked me a callback to that question, which, again, not sure if he's only calling back the Bumble conversation or if he's calling back both the Bumble conversation and the text conversation from 2020. Is this a single callback situation or a double callback situation? We will never know. So confusing. And so – but he, like, seemed like he was not going to – get out of that joke. So finally I was like, all right, you know, so are we just going to like match every couple months and make jokes about this thing? Good. Good segue. He said, yes. Oh boy. Okay. That's, (laughs) that's a dead end right there. But then he followed up with like, unless you want to do something else. Like a date maybe? Like a date? Yeah. Like the reason we're on this fucking app. So I said that. And so then he proceeds to ask me out, to Peter Luger Steakhouse. That is a high-key first date. Yes. Which, for those of you who are not familiar or not in New York, Peter Luger is an incredibly expensive steakhouse in New York City. I have never been, actually. So I was kind of go. We went for my dad's 60th birthday. Like, that's the type of place this is. Yes. Very nice place. I was going to go because I've never been to Peter Luger. So I said yes. And we're talking back and forth. And he casually drops... That he's moving to Nashville in a couple months. Okay, this is this is not our man. No, <laughs> for many reasons, but chiefly because he's about to be in another city. And it wasn't, he honestly casually mentioned it in passing and then moved on from it. Like it wasn't, like it didn't matter at all. So what did he, did he think you guys would like have, not that, I'm sure you did not play out this conversation with him in this way, but what did he think that you guys would have sort of this like whirlwind romance and you might try long – like what what does he think is going to happen? I didn't ask those questions. Yeah. He did have seeking relationship for whatever that's worth, but like I – this part pissed me off the most. So then I basically said – I was like, oh, I didn't realize you were moving. I'm looking for something long term, so I don't think it makes sense for us to go out. He said, no worries. Chill, chill, chill. Which I think I've mentioned before on the pod how much I hate that phrase when used incorrectly. Oh, I don't think you have. Have I not? No, I don't think so. Oh, I hate that phrase. Okay. Go off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go off about no worries. We could have a whole episode. So people use no worries in a situation where the other person did not actually need to do something for them. Right. And they should just say – anything else, okay, thank you. But instead they say no worries. So an example is 
you ask me to do you a favor, I say I can't, and then you say no worries, as if I should be worried that I was unable to do you that favor. Gotcha. Okay, yes, that would drive me crazy. I see why that but I see why that bothers you. And it just it it makes the other person all of a sudden feel like they need to apologize. This is the thing that I don't like about it. No worries should be a reply to I'm sorry. If someone says I'm sorry, no worries is an appropriate reply because you're saying like you're you don't need to be sorry, it's okay. Right. Okay, I see that. But I'm not sorry that I don't want to date someone who's moving to Nashville, nor am I worried about it. In fact, you should be worried, sir, because you did not disclose this information. Yeah, that is that's a it's it's almost a non sequitur. Yeah. And so my best friend and I have a running joke. She also hates not no worries. And we have a running joke that we want to respond. I was not worried. Yeah. No worries were had. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have yet to actually reply that to someone who says it to me, but I really want to. I can I, – I, I would similarly have those fantasies and never play them out in reality. Yeah. So now that we've wasted five minutes on my no worries diatribe – no, this is these are the important topics. <laughs> Do you have updates though on your like what is your dating roster now? I hate that word though. Dating like schedule looking like. Um I have I have a dinner date tomorrow which is a little bit I, I'm 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 interested to see how it goes. I I'm wondering if he I think he might be a little like stiff for me. Mm-hmm. He invited me out for a dinner this past weekend, but I already had the beach day and then I just kind of like wanted to do my own stuff. And so I suggested, you know, I can do next week and I gave him a couple days and he was very confused as he said like, oh yeah, I guess a weekday works. Like we can get wild, like have dinner on a weekday. And I was like, oh dear. And so it's it's just seems interesting that he's kind of reserved like weekends for dating and is very – he's like – and so I was like, yeah, great. Looking forward to Tuesday. And he said, yes, it'll be an interesting way to break up the week. I'm like, oh, oh no. I'm like reading these in a way that seems unfair, but – No, I'm I'm with you. So that's reminding me of somebody that I follow on TikTok that I really like who – her name is Chelsea Lance mm-hmm. and we'll put her handle in the show notes. But she talks about her dating life. She recently did one about her night hierarchy in the sense of when she schedules dates on which nights. And she exclusively reserves Friday and Saturdays for second dates. Understandable. Yeah. And then she has like a hierarchy of I think it was Wednesday, Thursdays are for like decently good first date prop proposals, propositions, whatever. Monday, Tuesdays are for first dates that she is highly skeptical about. Well, then I've properly placed this man in my schedule. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, so I have that. And then the Hinge standout man, we have been texting. And he actually – he texted me Saturday morning to go out Saturday night. And I can't do that. And I think that he might be a little bit too spontaneous for me in the sense of mm-hmm. not – prioritizing dating in a way that I like to prioritize date scheduling. Right. And just to be clear, you can't do that because you have plans on a Saturday morning for that Saturday night, not because you just don't do that. Exactly. This is not a rule. This is just, I have stuff going on. And so I think 
and I actually think his willingness to like meet my friends and hang kind of plays into this overall picture that I'm getting now. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I did send him your, like a, you know, in my own voice version of your last minute planning text script. Love it. Yep. He responded like totally on the same page. We'll schedule something for next week. I said, great. Have not heard back since. <laughs> the wheel. Yep. Uh-huh. I knew you were going to pick up right on that. <laughs> Who's we? Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. But I'm not holding my breath. And then um, I have a potential second date with somebody who we'll see, we'll see about. He's he's a similarly very busy guy, which I kind of like. And um, so we both are sort of like figuring out scheduling. And so that's where we're at. I love it. Perfect. Well, before we get on to today's topic, I also just want to make a quick note that I did have my egg freezing retrieval yes, a couple congrats, days ago. Congratulations to you. Thank you. It was really good. good. I'm going to do a lot more content and videos and stuff about it, but it went well and I'm I'm happy. I'm still recovering. But I was going to say, we're happy. We're recovering. We're feeling good, strong. Yes. Sleepy. I, I definitely overdid it the day after. My doctor actually called me and I was at the dollar store getting something for a project and she was like, where are you? Why is there noise? Yeah. She was like, go home. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. But I had to buy twine. I... Oh, wow. That must <laughs> Something was urgent. <laughs> twine is involved. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to share more with, uh, with everybody, but feeling good. Amazing. That's a, I'm glad that there's like a very happy capstone on it and I look forward to our deep dive. Yeah. So Rourke, I'm so excited for the second half of our first podcast swap. I know. This is so fun. Um, Alana and Jonah are amazing and it was like great hanging on their podcast and I'm so happy that they were willing to come our direction as well. Yeah. So for those of you who didn't see this, we were on Seeing Other People, which is Alana and Jonah's podcast a couple weeks ago. It's also a dating podcast. They actually used to host a different podcast together, and now they're back. And fun fact, they actually met on a dating app. Yes. They have a very different backstory from us. <laughs> um, <laughs> they met on a dating app, went out on a couple dates, decided that wasn't for them, and ended up being friends who host a podcast instead. And I think all of us are better for that. I would agree. And I think they would too, but we yeah, can ask 100%. them. So let's bring them on. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. 
The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. And we're back with Alana and Jonah of Seeing Other People. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. What's up? Hello. Hello. Welcome to Finding Mr. Height. We are so excited to, this is like the greatest collab of 2021, I think. You know, it really feels like a dream come true to be here. Ever since I was a little girl playing with all of my birds, it, I just, this is what I've wanted to do with my life. And I, I'm going to go to sleep with a smile on my face. Thank you. I love it. And now everyone who didn't listen to our episode when we were on Seeing Other People, go fucking listen to that episode and you'll get the call back. Yeah. Don't fill in the blanks, guys. Yeah, we're not explaining this to you. Go watch that episode or listen <laughs> or watch, actually. Well, guys, I, we are so excited for you to be here. Um, in addition to, I know you mentioned that we were requested because I told people to request us to be on your podcast. When we said that you were going to be on ours, we got massive excitement. So I know the people are pumped. Woo. We are nice. just as pumped, if not more. Yeah, but Very you know, excited. for our listeners who haven't met you guys, who don't listen, tell us a little bit about your podcast and you. Yeah, Alana's pointing at me. I'll do. I'll do the pitch here. Um, <laughs> our podcast is called Seeing Other People, um, and it's loosely based off of an original podcast called Dating Sex, which was our sort of first initiative into the dating world in podcast form. It was sponsored by Hinge, and then we sort of spun off and did our own thing. Um, Alana and I met on hinge appropriately went on a few dates uh didn't work out but what we did get is a friendship and a show that sort of looks at dating and talks with experts um about their dating lives we do not know anything about dating we just like to look <laughs> at the thirty thousand foot view and come to some sort of conclusions when we can it's it's hopefully a very positive podcast and we, we try to find the light you know in all this stuff and uh help people help people's romantic lives yeah alana do you co-sign this description I mean, that was beautiful and poetic, and I, I think we're going to need to listen back and write that down and press save and print. So, yes. Confirm. Apple S, Apple P. <laughs> um, well, I think you guys sort of brought up the perfect segue to our Weird or Nah segment in explaining that part of the origin story of your podcast is the fact that you guys went on a couple dates, decided to call it. And so, Allie, tell them about Weird or Nah. So we do this segment on the pod called Weird or Nah, which we get a lot of feedback about the name, but we're rolling with it. And by a lot of feedback, she means like two people. I, I take criticism very seriously. <laughs> so we do this segment where we pitch something to our listeners, our followers on Instagram, and we say, hey, is this thing weird or nah? They vote on it. Then they get the opportunity to do a little explaining about why they voted. I keep all of this secret from Rourke. I reveal it to her in real time on the podcast. I make her guess. She hates it. It's a lot of fun. I love it. This sounds this sound, and I like I do like the name as well. Weird or not is a funny is a cool name for a segment. Uh, thank you. We like it. Yeah. People people say that it's confusing. And again, she's right. By people, I mean we mean two people. They say it's confusing because nah means like nah, I'm good. I don't want that. Yeah, but like okay. weird or not weird. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All I right. get you. See? I get you. Yeah. 
Let's do it. Don't forget to unhide us from your story, though, after this. I'll be very upset if if you forget. I Thank you for that reminder. In preparation for this, because I didn't want them to have to deal with what Rourke does, which is where she just doesn't look, I hid my story from Alana and Jonah. So this week we asked the people, somebody is friends with someone they've dated. Is that weird or nah? And now we are going to go around the room and you guys are going to guess the split, weird or nah, from the people. Okay. Can I say my bias is going into this? Definitely. I am like really against this. This is a the hardest of hard nas for me. Interesting. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. This is the hard. I just mes- I just made the mistake. It's weird. You did the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible name. Rewrite it. Okay. Um, this is the hardest of hard weirds for me. I I think there's nuance here where I think that the Alana Jonah situation is entirely different than a long term relationship that I feel so differently about. Like. I, I do want to clear that up, but I am not friends with exes. I would feel I, I've had some bad experiences with people who are. I, I just really don't like this. And so trying to assume that Pete, not everybody is like me in this strength of this feeling, <laughs> I'm going to say that it's a 50-50 split, weird or not. That's that's mine. Ooh. Okay. Mm. We're coming in at so, 50-50. I have a question before I can give an answer. Like, yeah. So dated in a relationship with. Is that what we're going by? What I wrote is all the context that the followers got. Oh, uh, God. Uh, I'm going to have to say... Situationship. <laughs> okay, yeah. So here's my biased issue is that like I have history with every single one of my guy friends. Whoa. And I had to explain this to my now boyfriend, Jake, as we started dating and I would like talk about different friends. I'd be like, Oh yeah, like I have history with him, but like I'm I'm being upfront about that, but like it is history. And then I like it kept happening. I'm like, no, wait, like I I have literally at least made out with every single guy that I'm friends with. My mind is exploding. <laughs> We're gonna wow. come back to that. So please, please like yes. bookmark that for yourself. I will. So I, I'm gonna say it's like it's 60 nah, 40 weird. Okay. So we've got one 50 50, hmm. we've got one. It's weird or not. So one forty sixty. Forty sixty. Jonah, where are you at? Do the, and do the followers understand that the na means that it is not something that's an issue? Like they understand that. So it's would, only the it's only really these two or three people that and Rourke. Yeah. Copy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say that it's a seventy. It's a seventy thirty split. Uh, seventy towards people saying it's weird. Oh. I think more people. I think general consensus won't look into the specific situation, and they will just say blanket. That's weird. You know, like don't be friends with your ex. Yeah. Um, I do believe you can be friends with your ex if there are certain very key ingredients involved, uh, a lot like not having gotten to the point where you slept together or if you just like did it for fun um, or if you still love them, <laughs> in which case that's also like a reason people secretly do it. But Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. You, yeah. We'll you hit on that. some anyway, themes yeah. um, that the people said. Well, I, I love that everybody's all over the map, first of all, I have to say. Alana has come in the closest. The split was 35 weird, 65 Let's go. I'm not weird, guys. Those, I'm sorry. Opinions can't technically be wrong, but like you're wrong and I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) So after they vote, then there's two additional slides where they get to like explain themselves. And the themes are markedly consistent for this. And we've all kind of hit on them. So Almost all of the people who said it was weird either said, oh, my God, one of them has feelings. There have to be feelings. 
no boundaries are possible. So like Jonah, like you said, if someone's still in love with the other person. (laughs) But the other camp of people who said weird said, I need to know more. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. They wanted to know how recent was it, how serious were they, and also, which I hadn't considered, how close of a friend are they? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, very different scenario if it's someone you're, you know, hanging out with every day. For me, I think if I was to – the way I kind of answer these or if – like, when I see them six minutes after you post them, not because you even tell me, just because that's how much I'm on Instagram, (laughs) but I – choose what my gut level baseline would be and then the person could potentially explain it away right so if my gut is weird we could talk about it and make it not weird certainly it's Mm. not my forever impression but that's my gut impression i get that because also and i think this is something that jonah and i end up coming back to on every topic we talk about is like everything is circumstantial and everything can almost be explained via communication but that's the problem is that people don't often communicate enough to explain it. And that's when you can actually run into issues. It's so true. Second that. I So also in this, and then we'll get to the not themes in a second, possibly the grossest answer that I have ever received to any oh, no. question. Are you going to be mad at me because I'm going to say this out loud? You know, oh, my, oh, my God. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. I almost threw up in my mouth when I read this one. Which is someone who thinks it's weird because I don't want my boyfriend being friends with someone who knows what he tastes like. Oh. Yeah. I don't like that term. I don't that, like it. I don't like I, it. I don't, I don't, I, it's not invited here. I have like, it doesn't, yeah, what? No. It's not no. Nope. Internet be crazy, guys. Internet be crazy. Yeah. I'm I don't usually, no, That's I don't usually get do gross here. stuff in response to my stuff. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for making you uncomfy, but I am glad that I can be not the only one who is uncomfy having read that. I feel that. Yeah. Mm. I taste that. Oh, no, 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 no. It got worse. Oh, it got God. worse. <laughs> I had to. Anyway, so so those are the people who thought it was weird. The people who said not, nah, it was pretty much the exact same answer across the board, which is hmm. – Sort of two camps, I suppose, but most of it was relationships rely on trust. You just communicate. And also somebody, and I wrote this down verbatim because I feel like it makes total sense. She said, you date someone because you have common interests and that's a great basis for friendship. That's a good point. But I don't know that there are always common interests in relationships. Sometimes that common interest can be sex. (laughs) Yeah, like that common interest can be each other. Fair. So, like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> there was also a group of people who said that there is, there's no longer any will-they-won't-they they energy. Interesting. There's no longer will-they-won't-they they energy because it's already happened? Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Well, so one thing that recently happened with me and a friend that I have history with, um, we have history. It was a will-they-won't-they they for a while. Whatever. We did. We didn't. Um, Fast forward, he recently um, was dating somebody for about a year. And in that year, like, I mean, obviously COVID happened, but like we went from talking every day as really good friends to like really not talking ever. And um, at one point, like, and like, he's a good friend. Like when I got dumped by somebody over the pandemic, he like drove from the city to bring me my favorite meal. And he was like, Mm -hmm. but like, don't Instagram story me. Like, I don't want her to know that I'm here. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Doesn't want who to know that? Who? His girlfriend. 
because he's oh. like, I didn't explain to her and like she might be like confused or something. And so basically like the two, he broke up with her and then started talking to me and leaning on me like every single day, like crying to me, like pouring his heart out to me about like her and trying to get her back. And so like I like literally like consoled this guy through like two and a half months of him trying to get her back and like him being like broken about this. And he mentioned at one point, I was like, well, regardless if whatever happens, like if you end up back together or not, like we need to figure, like we need to fix our friendship because like you fully disappeared from me for the last year. And like, I understand that like now you're hurting and like, I'm, I'm of course going to be there for you. But like, that really sucked. He's like, I know, I'm sorry. The truth is like, I never explained to her our like history. And so then it kind of was just like a little too late. And then every time I talked to you, I felt like I was doing something wrong. So I kind of just stopped talking to you. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, but if we get back together, like the first thing I'm going to do is explain to her like that we are friends and that I do need you in my life. Um, And as of two weeks, they are back together. I don't think that conversation has happened. I don't think it's going to. So it's very strange. Oh, wow. Thoughts. That is a ride. That, I. How do you feel about it? What do you feel like you, well, how do you, you know, have you taken any initiative in terms of like, hey, I just, do you have any guilt towards the fact that there's like this, do you have any guilt or do you just feel like what, what, what is happening is, I mean, well, yeah, what's your take on? Guilt about what? That um, that there's know. like a that she doesn't know. I mean, no, because like there, I don't think there's anything for her to like know or not know. Like, why can't you just say this? Is, like, my f- good friend Alana, like, yeah, we like went on dates and hooked up a few times like two and a half years ago, but we're good friends, and I want you to meet her or something. Like, because he was telling me how much it sucked that like she and I never met, and how like I'm like such an important mm. person in his life and stuff, and like how he like hated when we didn't talk and I'm like, well, that's all like do something about it then. That's fixable. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like you've told him like, you got to tell your girlfriend. Yeah, this. But I think right now he's just like so nervous because they're like, they're trying to like work things out and stuff. So I think he doesn't like want to drop a bomb on her. Anywho. I don't know. Just felt, felt like it was a situation. What's the bomb. What's the bomb though. I have a friend, her name, her who name I, is like, didn't tell you about who I've talked to every single day about every single detail of our relationship, who has helped me write letters to you to get you back. Okay. I think some of that can be edited out. <laughs> like that, that part shouldn't be included. <laughs> also, it's just your friend. You're just like friends. Like why, you know, why can't he just, maybe that's the reason that he's scared to maybe it'd be simpler. Like, yo, just tell her that you have like a close friend who's right. a girl. I don't think anyone should feel bad about that. But I think that. at this point, it's like, well, they've already dated for a year. How does she not know about this friend of his? Yeah. And then he mm, okay, he's yeah. worried about like explaining why she doesn't know yeah. about you. It's like he's in too deep with the right. live omission. Right. In too deep. Yeah. Yep. I guess it, what's the rule? Like what's the usual game, the, the playbook on being in too deep? Is it like just now or never it's going to suck in the moment, but you just have to do it before it gets even deeper? Or what's typically the play when someone's in too deep? I mean, it depends on what you want the outcome to be. Right. <laughs> right. It sounds right. like to me he's playing toward the outcome of you're not friends anymore. Ooh. Which sucks. Yikes. It sounds like he is sort of making a choice between you as his friend, Alana, yeah. and this woman as his girlfriend. And if he feels that he has essentially lied by omission for too long to right. save that relationship, he's going to have to – either keep you a secret which is not ideal at all secret girlfriend or just let you 
go. We, the, this is a bad. This is a bad setup. Bad news bears. Yeah. Can I ask Which, a question? Yeah. Can I ask a question? What if he's just honest and, and says, "I've been nervous to tell you about this, but I have a plutonic girlfriend who's very close, and shouldn't she, as someone who hopefully that we think is a good person, be understanding of the situation?" Hopefully. But in theory, but isn't that so this actually kind of transitions us into a question here, though, if he says, I have this really good friend who's a platonic friend. Is that true? That a lie. Right. It's true now. Well, currently plutonic. Yeah. In the present. Uh, If you found out if somebody said, hey, this is my good friend, Alana, my good platonic friend, Alana, you later found out that there was history there. You're not mad. I would not care. I am like the least I I am not anything it here, here, okay, let's get into this. This is an interesting thing, right? Yeah. So, I was talking to somebody who I'm like, you know, kind of dating, going on dates with. I think we've made her canon in the podcast as like the wife. Is this future wife? This is future wife. And like she is definitely okay. future wife, but like, you know, I'm a, it's a very upfront conversation where I'm like, you know, I'm going to disclose some crazy shit here right now, but like I've and you guys are going to think this is like a very fuckboy thing. Hopefully not though, cuz I was very honest. I was like, "Look, I really, really, really like you. I totally do see us getting I guess dead ass, dead ass see us getting married. I would love you're an amazing human being. You're super I would have fucking run so fast. <laughs> I'm not normal. I'm not normal. And I, I, that's it's it's all sort of like you gotta I'm glad that she's still with you because that means it's a good match. I love this. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'd be like Okay. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, tell me more. Like, what are we gonna wear? Where are we gonna live? What are we naming? So, so Go this on. is where it gets a little more like you guys are gonna be like, okay, well, what are you really doing here? And so it was like, I had that conversation. We were like, I was like, look, you know, I'm I'm happy to be exclusive. I cannot be in a relationship right now, and it's because of the reason that Alana have I talked talked about the difference between exclusive and relationship. I I'm not in a position where I feel I can share my life with somebody. And so I was very honest with her and she's so smart and cool. And she's like, I totally get it. I mean, you in a really strange point in your life. And, you know, I just sort of recently got out of something, which is also true. And I totally get it. And I was like, cool. You know, she was telling me she has a relation. She's friends with her ex. They are like friends. They hang out. Yeah. You know, she came to me once. And she's like, hey, I just want to let you know, like I had, you know, dinner with uh, my ex the other time. I hope she doesn't listen. I don't think she will. But but. You know, I was like, oh, like, you know, you don't have to ever feel weird about telling me this. And I was like, I was like, if you even if something happened, like never, ever feel strange. If she says to me, she's still friends with her ex and they talk all the time and the ex knows about me. It doesn't even cross my mind as something because I also am incredibly confident is who I am as a human being and in, in our relationship and what we like about each other. So like. Does any of that like make sense or maybe? Can I ask a question? Yeah, you can. This is a. Do podcast. you think Jonah <laughs> pre March twenty twenty would have felt the same way prior to two dating podcasts and us having so much reflection and talking about how hard of a time everyone's going through and stuff? Because I I feel like you and I have both grown up and learned so much about like human connection and ourselves and and the people around us through that so i'm wondering if you think like normal person jonah prior to all this like the the average person would feel that way um it definitely wouldn't be it's a great question it definitely wouldn't be as confident as i'm sounding right now but it does ultimately stem from a phase wherein i think 25 24 years old i was obsessed with my ex-girlfriend checking the instagram i will i liked her so much she didn't like me because i liked her a lot 
type vibe. Is she the one who broke up with you three or five or That's eight times? That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> and, and then, and then I started my job at BuzzFeed, and I sort of really got my first glimpse of being like pat on the back in terms of my work. Like, oh, you're you're cool. You're making cool stuff. Like, it's not just all in my head. Like, it's people are responding to my work, and I was like, wait, I'm fucking cool, and like mm-hmm. I am like talented. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I stopped caring about her. I stopped checking her Instagram. Like, I no longer obsess over people. I don't look at their Instagrams. Like, what is she doing? What's she up to? Why aren't they texting me back? I don't care about any of that stuff. My biggest piece of advice to my friends is whenever they're coming to me with like a breakup or like, yo, this girl won't text me back or, you know, I don't know if she, like, I don't know, like if she wants to see me again. I'm like, dude, the fact that we're even wasting time thinking about someone who is like ghosting you is upsetting to me. So let's do two more minutes on this. And then we're going to move on. You deserve someone who's going to be like fucking into you, man. So that's the way I, I agree with it. most of what you just said, but I don't actually think it's relevant to <laughs> the premise where somebody has lied to you about something. <laughs> yes. A little therapy session. <laughs> what we just had is what the, it's like, what's, what's the Twitter thing where it's like, uh, what's podcasting just men who need therapy or something like that. Like that's what we just had happen. <laughs> No, but I appreciate everything you just said, Jonah, because I think it's very insightful about how a lot of people have, you know, learned a lot about themselves. I mean, like Alana said, and not just because they were on dating podcast or but because we had to spend a lot of time by ourselves. But what I think I'm reacting to in the story with Alana's friend, if I'm his girlfriend, is the lie. It's not the yeah. relationship with the ex. Yeah. Right. And it's like this whole year of a lie. And then the second they broke up, he came back to to yeah a lie is not mitigated by my own self-confidence and baseline trust where like i am not a jealous person generally must be nice so what must be nice (laughs) must be nice. um and so like i would be you know like i am fine if the person i'm dating has like female friends whatever go enjoy that have fun but then if something comes to light later that there was a lie that has nothing to do with how good I feel in myself and my like productivity as a lawyer or you know whatever. Like I think that that then it becomes a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. Is the omission of the truth with the lawyer hat on is the omission of the truth a lie? Yeah. Like, is he lying by not saying that he has a friend named Alana who's a plutonic friend that he goes to, or has he just not revealed something about his life? Is that considered a lie? Well, it depends how he's masking spending time with her. Yeah. Where, like, if they're spending time together and this girl doesn't know about Alana, how is that being accounted for? Like, don't post me to your story because I don't want her to know where I am. That's a lie. And I don't want her to know that I drove an hour in the middle of a pandemic, in like the heart of a pandemic, to bring this girl her favorite meal. And just for just sake of conversation, what if he was like, I'm going to go see a friend? Is that, that it's, you see what I'm saying? It's not like he's saying I'm going to go to the basketball game and what ends up happening is that he's going to hell. He's just saying, I'm going to see my friend. You want to drive into the city to see my friend? Honestly, though, like that is my, okay, terrible takeaway from this podcast. I don't like to do this, but here it is. The best lie is a truth that's vague as fuck. Yep. Where like, <laughs> my true. favorite is like, I'm I'm early all the time. But if I'm running late, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I got a parking ticket. Have I gotten a parking ticket in my life? Yes. <laughs> Did I get it before this hang? No. Oh, my God. Like, oh shit. That's so, like, a lie. You got to say something. That's some- a lie. Yeah. Yeah, that is you got to say something lie. that's true. 
That's <laughs> whatever. Oh my God. These are great takeaways. So we've largely been talking about feeling comfortable and good and confident in a partner who has a friend who they've dated or who is an ex, however you want to define ex. However, we do have a listener question that reads, he still talks to his ex and I want to set a boundary without seeming controlling. So let's imagine that it is not a situation we've described where we, where Jonah, you're totally fine with future wife hanging, having lunch with this ex. Let's imagine you do want to set the boundary. How do you do that? Jonah or Alana, either ideas? Yeah. I think the best way to go about it, and and I understand that because it's look, it's like it can be a scary thing, and you might have bad past experiences with that, but you don't want to be like I'm telling you what you who you can and can't talk to because like that could lead to other things. I think the best thing to do is be like super vulnerable and honest and say like I trust you, but this is just something like I feel like I've heard really bad like that really bad stories from friends or like this, I've had a bad experience with this and it just really scares me. And I don't want to tell you that you can't see your ex, but I just want you to be like really, really honest and and straightforward with me about like when you are going to, and then just like come and like tell me everything's okay after. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. I like that. I think, I think there's no way to set this boundary without that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Like, because without that, I think you come across as controlling or, you know, like there's no reason behind it. And hopefully if this person cares about you, they also don't want to see you hurt. And if they're seeing that what they're doing is hurting your feelings, then they'll be trying to work together with you to make it better. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like some nice I statements would work well. I feel weird when that happens. Do you see why I feel weird? They may hopefully understand the situation. I think it can be like short and sweet too. Hi, I feel weird that you see your ex once a week for lunch. Can we make that like what? Do, what? What do you? How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Then have a conversation. And even like if it's you two working together, and hope hopefully he'll be receptive to this. But if it comes down to him being like, okay, well, like how can I make you feel more comfortable? And maybe you're like, like I'm happy. I'm totally fine with you seeing your ex, but maybe like not one-on-one like if it's in a group setting that might make me a little bit more comfortable or like during the day like just little things that would actually make you feel less would it be in a group setting make you feel more comfortable i think so what does the group setting have to do with it one-on-one is way more intimate and like that's what would make me nervous is like yeah they're like out to dinner they're basically on a date or like like he's they're going to one of each other's apartments like like how is the concern that they're going to cheat that someone's going to cheat on somebody else i mean even if it's not like physically cheating just being one-on-one with someone that you were so closely intimate with and and tied to emotionally like like realistically you can't like not still have some of that emotional like deep connection and i think that would be my biggest fear is like then like why do you have to keep seeing this person if you're emotionally connected to me now you know that might be the, like the crazy thing about life I and think- like love. It's like you have these people who you. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm seeing a shaking, a shaking heads. Jonah, you are so like. <laughs> like here we go. You take things <laughs> in such a wild direction. Well, I'm, look, it's I'm a, here. To- it's an important podcast energy. I'm. I don't intend to undermine yeah. it, but I just find it fascinating. I, it's well. I'm just here to try to give a perspective that might not be always like I agree with everything you're saying, but I also see the point of like 
by that theory, then erase every single ex from your life and never speak to them again. That's the rule. That's my move. Okay, <laughs> sure. No fucking problem. Some people should. Some people need to. Like here, like my actual exes, like I'm not friends with any of my actual exes. I could n- and I've tried to be and I cannot be. The, pe- the guys who I'm friends with, yes, I have history with them, but was I in a serious relationship with them? No, I would not trust myself. Like no guy should ever trust me being friends with an ex. <laughs> I, I also think there's something very different about I have never dated somebody where I knew him prior. I've only ever dated someone where we met with romantic intent, whether that was a dating app or somebody set us up or the first time we ever met, we were like, yeah, we're into each other. So then it's like, there's no, there isn't a friendship here. Right. There's only a romantic relationship that also has a friendship aspect. But for me, it's always felt like I, there's nothing to go back to. I, I, I don't need this person in my life. That's a really good point. I often go from friends to dating and I have had two very different experiences with it. The first was we met because we were playing on a co-ed football team. Shout out to Zog. Shout out. Um, yep. And of course you play football too. What don't you do? <laughs> I love football. Um, so we we met on a flag football team. I signed up with a couple of girlfriends and we were randomly signed to this team. And so he and I like we played a season together. We like would go to the bar after drink, hang out. We started kind of hitting it off, whatever. And then we dated for a while. And while we were dating, we all signed up to do another season together. Hmm. We break up in between seasons. Not ideal. And yet we honor the fact that we've agreed, we've all paid for this next season of flag football. And so we remain on the team together and still go to the bars. And he and I would leave together every time we were not dating we would just leave together sorry mom so my that has that story has like really informed a lot i think about being friends with exes because i have again this is terrible i've never ended a relationship because the sex was bad i think like it's always other stuff that ends a relationship and so the fact that like that could easily be fallen back into really scares me. To jump in that, the relationship is not ending because the sex is bad. Therefore, the sex is still on the table in perhaps future moments. Correct. I understand. Um, Got it. I, yeah, okay. That, I mean, that's, yeah, I see yours. That must be interesting too, the competitiveness. This is like those softball, football leagues, like where you go, you play and then you go to a bar. I've yeah. always been fascinated by that, like yeah. culture. And like as a movie, even like I would love oh, to make a rom-com. It looks so fun. And you guys all go to the bar, like a pub, like an Irish pub after, and everyone's got their team jerseys. Yep. Was this in New it's York or LA when you were doing this? This was in New York. Wow. This was here, yeah. I would always see teams at Brother Jimmy's and I would have FOMO and be really jealous. Yeah. I, however, hate though, Rourke, that you actually met someone doing that because <laughs> I, I play like the most sports. I joined so many of those leagues <laughs> and I always ended up with a bunch of losers who like, and by that, I mean like people that just didn't want to go to the bar afterwards or like, and that were bad at the sport. It was like a double That's, that's unfortunate that they're yeah. bad. Wait, and is it typically people in the same industry or what is the congl- what is the glue? No, Mm-mm. it's just anyone. Yeah. Social being. Awesome. Yeah. That's it so It was really cool. fun. The one, the one time that I did 
play with a boyfriend and we had signed up for the future season, I kicked him off the team when we broke up. See, nice. that's what you got to do. I, I tried Allie, to I'll, I'll, jo- I'll join a team with I'm you. I'm surprised he didn't join a, a rival team and try to come avenge the situation. Oh, God. That's the movie version. That would have. That would have. Yeah, that there's your yeah. movie, Jonah. So so I've never done this. I've never stayed friends with an ex. I have had exes ask to stay friends. And I'm like a hard no on that. But how, how do you how do you respond to that? Like, what do you do if somebody wants to be friends and you don't or you're not ready? Here's the thing is I don't think it's possible unless the two of you take time off. No matter how badly one or both of you wants to stay in each other's lives, wants to be friends, you have to have a separation, whether it be like one month, I think one month minimum. Like some people are like, oh, like, let's just like not talk for a few days and then like just be friends. Like, no, it needs to be honestly probably like two to three months of like purely no talking so that whoever was broken up with can heal. And also like the sometimes like both people are, I mean, usually after a breakup, it's not just the person who's broken up with who's struggling. Like both people are experiencing yeah. loss and it takes time to heal and it takes time to not rely on that person and not even like want to rely on them emotionally, physically, everything. So I think if someone asks you that, regardless of whether you think you could handle it or not, like the the healthiest thing to do is to say, if you want to, is to say, sure, let's take a little pause from talking so we can kind of get our lives back to the way they are without each other. And then let's ease into a friendship. I like that. I just, I, I, I've tried so many times to just be like, okay, like, well, I need you in my life. Yeah, of course I want to be in your life. And I'm like, okay. So like then, but then, then nothing changes. Like I've, I literally was dating someone where we broke up and I slept in his bed five nights a week for the next like six months. Oh dear God. Yeah. We got to have a boundary. But we didn't, we didn't, we didn't like, we literally didn't even kiss. Doesn't matter. No, that I know matter. it was the stupidest fucking thing ever. Like <laughs> it, that's what I'm saying. Like you can't like you need a break. Like you need to cut the cord so that you can recover and rediscover yourself as an individual, and then you can explore if down the line when you if you still even want to at that point being friends. Yeah, I mean, the only time that I've even ever said yes to a let's be friends situation was the aspiring sober vegan, where I was like, no, we're not going to be friends. We're going to start dating again. And then we did. Mm-hmm. Aspiring. That, I love, yeah. That's the more common situation. Yeah. And I, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Let's be friends. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I think your advice is good, Alana. The only issue with it is that it's good advice, but almost impossible practically to execute. Because, you you know, it's difficult for anyone in that situation at the height of the emotions to be able to really just cancel out their acts like that completely. A lot, case in point, you sleeping in the same bed with this person. <laughs> we well, well, then then I'm hoping that the people who, like, if you want to stay friends with someone, know that the if you actually want the friendship to work, then you approach it by saying, I want us to be friends, but let's take time off and then be friends. You know? Like, and- someone's got to say that. I agree. I with also that. think you go ahead, Jenna. Oh no, I was just gonna say I like the thing where like you go on a couple dates with someone, and then they say let's just be friends, as opposed to like want like hey I'm not into you romantically, but let's just be friends. Like I love to keep in touch and hang out as friends. Like I love when people say that one because someone here has said that to me, and then two, 
And then by the way, to counter, yeah. But then two, it's like, I used to say that. I used to text people and say, hey, I would love to still be your friend, but I don't see this going somewhere romantically. Cut to two year and a half years later, dating podcast. The funny thing is no one ever actually wants to be your friend. That's, but that was my question though. When you've sent that, did you mean it? No, I didn't. But also, <laughs> I, no, I'm being real though. It's tough because yeah, you don't want to no. be mean in the text. But what's being more mean? The truth or not following up with- The truth uh, in a thoughtful way. Yeah. Being more mean is, my mantra is clarity is kind. I 100% agree. But like that, I have received many texts from women saying, I would still love to be friends. And then what I say back to them is, hey, you don't need it. We don't need to be friends. I know you're saying that to be nice. And like, if you want to be friends, I'm going to put it on you to make this friendship work. In yes. fact, I said that to somebody I've never heard from her. I was like, you make the plan that you want to hang out, get coffee as friends. I'll be there. Never. They never did it. And no, so, yeah, of course not. So I'm like, it, I, that's why I think like you don't need to actually like no one ever wants to be friends. You don't have people don't have time for new serious friendships that are some random dude you want to date with. It's like you don't you know like it's it's funny because I actually have gone on dates with people where I'm like I would love to be best friends with this person, <laughs> but not date them. I I've had that experience where somebody has texted me that not very many times. Maybe I give off a date me or fuck off vibe, but. <laughs> But the we call him the pilot. He we went on I think four dates, and then he texted me saying that he had met somebody else around the same time he met me, and that things had progressed with her, and that he was going to be exclusive. Very nice text message. But then he wanted to be friends, and I kind of said okay. But then he hmm. actually did follow up and consistently asked if I wanted to get coffee, except that he kept doing it in the middle of a weekday. When like I – and every single time I feel like, again, I'd love to get coffee with you, but I have a nine-to-five job. Yeah, that's What do you think he was, what do you think he was doing? What was, the, what was the tactic there, you think? I don't know. Like was he just trying to like show, oh, yeah, I'm trying to be friends, but he wasn't really? Or I actually think he oh, was like just – Oh, like he knew – he knew you would be unavailable. Therefore, he was asking to get the can to get. But to then, put what's it in the point court. of that? I I actually think just knowing him, I think he just was not paying that close attention. Copy, but a lot to answer your question. The point of that is, it's like when you call someone back, but you know they're not available. Therefore, it's now in their court to call you, and therefore you can ignore that call. So it's like showing the effort. You know they're going to be out of town. Yeah. Oh, let's get together and hang out. And then like, ah, oh, I'm busy. You're like, oh, oh okay. okay. You let me know when you're back. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like that. yeah, and I think this shows sort of what concerns me about the whole setup, which is that I see there being kind of two outcomes when somebody – you've been on some dates and somebody asks to be friends or even you've been in a relationship and then the person wants to be friends, which is that there are – I see like a – bifurcated trail one side is you're being nice the other side is like let me keep you around long enough to see if you want to date me again and i don't like mm -hmm. either of those options yeah yeah because yeah, well, well here's i think what the pilot was doing is like keeping you he was trying to keep you in his back pocket Th that is that is what occurred to me is like oh because it's, he had met this other person we'd been on four dates i'd probably known him for three weeks mm -hmm. so he can't have known this other person for longer than that based on the timeline right. he told me. So I'm like, what part of this is you truth truthfully wanting to be friends? And what part of it is you've picked her for now? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm, interesting. Yeah. And like yeah. what happened with 
the person that um, we call him the student, what happened with him is he and I were friends for a long, for a while and then dated for a while. And then he really wanted to be friends again. And I 100% knew his logic was, well, we were friends before and that turned into dating. So like, maybe if we just dial it back for a little, it'll like dial forward again. And so it would have been, I think, wrong for me to sort of like allow that friendship to continue because it would have, because I knew it was over. Yeah. Something that I went through, um, I went through a breakup about two years ago now. And then we like kind of kept in touch, but not really. And then I guess we broke up in July. In December, we started texting and we're like, we kind of both decided like we want to see it, like actually see if we can be friends. We were not friends before. We met and it like immediately started dating. And um, so we ended up like getting like went to a bar, got drinks. We ended up like sitting there for five hours talking about like our breakup and all of the stuff about our relationship. And like it was really like it was honestly like a really good conversation. And like I think we both said a lot of things we needed to say that like we had held in and heard a lot of things we needed to hear. Um, But then I mean, it's five hours later and we're like, well, like, of course, we don't want to leave each other now. And so, of course, he slept over. We hooked up like it felt like nothing had changed. Like, like he was telling me how like he has never like had never in his life felt this much for somebody and how like he hopes we'll end up together and all the stuff. So then, of course, right after that, I was like, well, like, let's just try again. Like, if we both feel like this, like this much later, we're both still thinking about each other. Then, like, why aren't we trying to make it work? And then instant flip of the switch like I knew and he was like I knew we shouldn't have done this I knew it was too soon we can't be friends like how could you like think that like nothing has changed like this was such a mistake hanging out like no we cannot be in each other's lives and I was like I was I was more broken than our breakup oh from that oh so wouldn't recommend (laughs) zero out of ten where have we landed on this because as we've discussed, <laughs> the poll leans toward not weird. And yet I feel like most of our conversation has been around like, this is not ideal. Well, I think that might be because most of our conversation has revolved around actual exes. True. Mm-hmm. So that that might be it. That if it's an actual ex, if it's someone you had a serious relationship with, it it's messy. And it's not a good situation to put yourself in. But... If it's somebody that it wasn't that serious, it was very casual, like maybe it it didn't last that long and you were able to kind of just turn it into a friendship, like that could be okay. Mm-hmm. But I, th- yeah. yeah, I think it really depends on the level of feelings that were involved. Yeah. Kind of few dates or maybe this person's your friend, you made out once, you weren't into it, we're moving on, <laughs> staying friends. <laughs> Um, I think those things can are survivable. I would agree. Great. All right. Well, guys, we have like a little wrap up, um, sort of like a little speed question round, um, just to ask some silly non-dating related questions. Um, we're going to do like a little round robin. I want to direct this one first. Um, and like, we're not sponsored by this, so, um, I'm not going to, I'll plug it, but it's from the let's get deep game. And um, so these are not Rourke invented, but um, yeah, sponsor us. Okay. <laughs> the first question is I'm going to throw to- Wait, is it the let's get deep or let's get fucking deep? Oh, no. It's just let's get deep. Huh. 
Is there a let's get fucking deep? There's like a let's get fucking something. Anyhow. That's a, that sounds like the SFK project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> has the word fucking in it. Let's fucking yeah. date. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start. We can all go around. I'm going to throw this one to Jonah first, though, because I feel like there was a recent Instagram picture of you doing sort of a salt bay sprinkle with red pepper flakes. The pizza. Yeah. Would you rather eat only pizza for one year or eat no pizza for an entire year? Oh, eat only pizza for one year. I love pizza. I think pizza is the best food ever made. I think so it's, I could eat pizza every day. I could eat pizza for... Is there anything better than finding an extra slice in your fridge for breakfast and being like, you know what? I'm fucking 30. I can eat half a slice of pizza that was in my fridge for breakfast because I'm an adult. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Is that not bliss? Well, so my answer each is their own. no pizza. I think pizza is overrated. I agree. Oh, oh, cool. Am I on a podcast? Where are you? What the... F- <laughs> Now I don't trust anything you guys have advised this entire time. Pizza's overrated. So Jonah, I have celiac. That's something you should okay. know. Um, okay. So my pizza substitutes so are not great. But it's like a cauliflower pizza, or what is the yeah. what is the or like a gluten free okay. flour or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I, it's just bread and cheese, man. You know, when you look at it that way, I, we're just a bunch of molecules attached <laughs> to some hydrogen. We're all bread we're and all cheese. Bread Isn't and that the conversation go. you love? Like, oh, it's just, you know, some flour and water. It's just bread and cheese, man. That's a great fucking line. You know, I, I appreciate that. I love this is why I love doing this with you guys. We all have we're all coming to the same points. They're just, you know, different ways. Alana, what about you? Uh, not eat pizza for a whole year. I love pizza, but like I, first of all, would gain a thousand pounds and then just be really unhappy with myself. And there are other foods that I like more. Yeah, I I would also go with no pizza for a year. I think pizza is overrated, but that doesn't mean that I don't like pizza. I really like pizza and also think it's overrated hmm. because it is extremely highly rated. Agree. <laughs> wow. I'll start with my podcast partner, Allie. What's a silly fear you have? Masks. Shut no, that's mine. Wait, really? I'm afraid of mascots specifically because you can't see who's inside. <laughs> oh, that's why I hate masks. You're also afraid of masks? Yes. <laughs> what kind of mask? Wait, yeah, we gotta specify this is 2021, guys. We gotta specify what kind of is it N95 like COVID masks? Mask? Or like no, oh, no, full face, no full like full like Rourke said a mascot. Although mascots don't bother me as much because the mask is attached to the rest of the outfit. I get I get specific. to me that's full coverage. I, it's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're just finding this out about each yeah. other, Rourke, because my friends make so much fun of me for my fear of masks because I will be like visibly upset on Halloween when we're walking down the street and people have these masks and I just don't know what's going on back there. Thank you. Yeah, my friend was once the blood drive alligator in college (gasps) and she chased me around the dining hall and I was like in tears and she felt so, she did not know. And she took the gator head off and was like, it's okay, it's me. I spent three hours on a ferris wheel at a 15 year old birthday party because it was at this place called scream zone in san diego which is basically like they turn the fairground into a haunted house and i paid the ferris wheel guy to let me stay on for three hours because i was so scared oh my god my god okay jonah what about you uh, falling into a uh, like you know those grates like go to like the bottom of bodega like the bodega basements yeah. straight up just that falling was, that into was one what i was gonna say was it yeah wow cool. look, at our, look at our podcast co-host podcast co-host synergy <laughs> yeah i love that 
My other one, I had backup ones, but my backups were, I mean, spiders are like my biggest fear in life, but that's a very legitimate fear. I'm not silly. Um, But my silly fear is of being tickled because I'm so ticklish and like I react. Like if somebody tickles me, like they will get hurt. That's really funny. Yeah, that is funny. I've kicked people before. Yes, in not good places. Correct. Yep. Okay, Alana, I'm going to start with you. And I will cut out any like thinking time. So take your time. What could you give a presentation on with no preparation? The Jonas Brothers. Holy shit, what? (laughs) With no hesitation, she says that. (laughs) Oh my God. That's a great answer. Including like the fourth one. Frankie, of course. Jesus Christ. Of course, Frankie. (laughs) This is Bonus Jonas. Uh, Jonas. That's a, I can. I, we can also right. go into uh, to Denise Jonas and Denise uh, Paul Jonas. Kevin Senior. Whatever you want. Unbelievable. Okay. Well, this Their is house another in episode. Wyckoff, so we'll... New Jersey that they grew up in. Okay, we should. Their birthdays. I got. I used to be really mad at my, my at my mom because Joe Jonas is born on August fifteenth, and I was born at twelve forty a.m. on the sixteenth. And like, why couldn't she push a little bit? Faster? How dare she? Unbelievable. Jonah, what about you? Uh, I could give a presentation on like, let's think. Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, the Nora Ephron film canon, I could give a really detailed presentation on like the making of all of her films. and Love that. All that, you know, the the, the filmography in order, uh, production facts. That's something I think I could do. Ali, what could you give a presentation on? Um, my <sighs> answer is Pearl Harbor. Whoa. Bleak. And that is specifically because I was... Absolutely, the movie or the historical event? So both now, but the origin story <laughs> is because I was absolutely obsessed with Josh Hartnett, also with his role in the movie Pearl Harbor, and I just did a so much research on the event. As a result, I owned it on VHS. It took up three tapes. Wow, I do remember Amazing. the three tapes for Pearl Harbor. That's right. My presentation item, and um, I'm actually going to do this soon because my friends and I are going to have a drunk history themed party. That's amazing. And so fun. I plan on giving a presentation about the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire. It's my favorite tragedy. What is that? The one that happened? Is that like the jungle? That remember that? There's like is that is that Lower East Side Fire or my? Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. It yeah, it's like the thing that created like safety and like labor laws um like fire exits and all that stuff yeah it's absolutely fascinating wow wow my friends and i freshman year of college would have like tragedy nights and watch like oh no we call them disaster nights and and we would pick a different like natural disaster or tragedy and like binge youtube videos of it for like oh hours on end it was very bizarre very that dark. is very <laughs> dark yeah tragedy well night. guys on that note, on that note, have a good night. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> I hope everybody has a great night. I hope everybody goes and picks a different disaster. Alana's like, what's everyone's favorite tragedy? <laughs> um, mine is when the Jonas Brothers broke up. Honestly, it was a really dark time. Like they technically didn't break up; they're family. <sighs> it was. It was tough. It was tough. But they're unbelievable. They're back. They're better wow. than ever. Back and better than ever. All right. Well, Jonah and Alana, thank you so much for doing this like reciprocal podcast collab. I've had so much fun. I'm like, this has been sad a very it's over. Conversation. I know. Oh, silly question for you guys meant to ask last time. Finding Mr. Height, what is the origin of said title? That is on me. 
Um, I am six feet tall. Rourke also happens to be tall, so she fits into the narrative. I'm but five I'm, Yeah, but six feet like trumps that. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm six feet tall, and finding my Instagram used to be a vlog of my dating life, like several mm. years ago, and so it was just a pun on finding Mr. Right, finding Mr. Height, um, and now I'm committed to this brand. So here we are. And is the idea that you won't date someone who's shorter than you are? It's not that I won't. It's that I've tried and it hasn't gone well from okay. both perspectives. Like oftentimes the guy cares a lot and like won't let it go. Well, just think about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. They're doing great. Yeah. I So <laughs> during my relationship- And Priyanka. I, she's taller than him too. Yeah. I They're dated, little men. There's, I have one like significant ex who is shorter than me, was shorter than me, whatever. I assume he still is out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> and during our relationship, I Googled so many celebrity couples where the woman was <laughs> taller. Like I was on a daily basis Googling like Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban. I can't even think of any more right now, but that that was a That's daily hilarious. for me. That is really funny. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. I mean, Tom Cruise, anyone Tom Cruise Yeah, anybody in Tom Cruise. I Googled that a lot. Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, Danny thank DeVito. you guys so much for having curious. us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah. This was a blast. Very excited. Thanks, guys. This was so much fun. And we're back. It's just me and you again, just to wrap it up with our five-star reviews. We had such a great chat with Jonah and Alana. And thank you for sticking around and listening to the five-star reviews, everybody. Yes. And we skipped them last week. And so we wanted to make sure that we got to them this week. So... All of the names, we've got Lax Common, which, by the way, every time I see that review, I read it as the first part of the review, and I get upset that we've gotten a bad review. It, it's fr- it is phrasally funny. Yeah. Um, Rizzo44 fan, Dumpling Gal, Talia GK, Sarah KA81, Skibona, and K Good. And what are you going to read today, Allie? Oh my gosh. I think I'm going to read this one, which is from Talia GK, 21-year-old in love, and love is in all caps. Found Allie because of her Instagram and instantly fell in love, shared with my best friend, and now we gush at every video and podcast, have even used the text scripts and a lot of the strategies. Even though I just got into a relationship, this is such relatable content. Listening to Allie and Rourke is the highlight of my week. That is a perfect one, and I'll do one that's a little bit that shows – how relatable we are to people in all sorts of phases of life. I'm going to read K good where the two O's are zeros, which is real life in all its glory. I love these podcasts. I've started dating after a decade plus of marriage and navigating the current dating world has been anxiety inducing. Allie and Rourke are so real and open and their experiences have made me feel better about stepping into the world and helped me feel comfortable knowing how to navigate my own experiences. I love that. That's like two different ends of the spectrum. How good is that? I love it. We're we're reaching all the people. We're trying to. Yes. Well, Rourke, amazing as always. And have a great week. Yeah, you too. 